Hello, all my weekly subscribers and those of you who are new to the program. Thanks for being a part of this project I call the Denver Homes Market Report. This weekly podcast is chocked full of information for home buyers, sellers, and even those of you who just like keeping up with current real estate matters throughout our Denver metro area. This is Ricky Schoonover of Mode Denver Real Estate, and I thank you for being a huge part of this project. I mean, without you listening to my show, it would just be me here talking to myself. So I thank you for listening, and please tell your friends, your family, and your coworkers about the show. We have really started to amass a following. So funny, because last year, when the lockdown really took hold, I finally took the time to figure out how to record, publish, and distribute my podcast. I had the idea for a couple of years, but it was always something I told myself I would get around to doing, and I just never did. Now here we are, a year later, 52 shows, one year anniversary, you can now go back and listen to a time capsule of shows, which will take you through a weekly commentary of 15 to 20 minute shows issued every Thursday before 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Well, that's the goal anyway. You know, last week we took time to talk about the difference between market value and appraised value. I mean, how does it happen that market value and appraised value are not in an alignment? Well, to be honest, it happens more often than some might think. And there are also several ways to handle this disparity, and it's much easier to handle it up front before the appraisal is done, so all parties involved know ahead of time how they plan to handle the appraisal if the report does not align with market value. If you do not plan ahead and you have no contingency in place, your deal can quickly unravel. Sellers may have to put their home back on the market, start back at square one. Buyers may be upset they just lost their dream home because there were no conversations up front before they submitted their offer or before the seller accepted their offer. This is where experience comes in. You need a real estate professional, preferably a realtor, to guide you through this process so you get the deal to the finish line and everyone knows how the situation will be handled regardless of where the appraisal comes in with relation to market value. So that was last week. This week, well, if you're a listener to my show, you know I love these end-of-month comparisons. And today is April 1st. No, I'm not pulling your leg. This is not an April Fool's joke. This is the monthly show where we jump into my time machine. We're going to head back to March of 2020. I'm going to look at how many deals where we brought buyers and sellers together to the closing table for a successful transfer of ownership. So before I dive into the numbers, what do you think? Did we sell more homes here in the Mile High City in March of 2020 or this year, March 2021? I honestly have no idea. I mean, I know last year at this time, I was in the middle of a flip out in Lakewood and I was doing nothing else than going directly from the house I currently live in to the house I was remodeling. That was it. I was not making any stops along the way unless I absolutely had to. I do remember going into a Home Depot and was like, whoa, there was a line out the door, everyone wearing masks, everyone standing six feet apart. It was like the apocalypse. So my guess is that we sold more homes in 2021. However, the inventory this year is less than half of the inventory we had just last year. So who knows? I guess we're just going to have to listen to today's podcast. Okay, 
Before we get you the answer, let's also give away some money. I love doing trivia with my listeners, and I make it super simple. Let's give away two. That's right, two $100 gift cards, and you're going to get both. You also get to choose where I get the cards from. I do, per, you know, I do prefer you choose a local business or maybe two local businesses. If you choose one business, I'll get you two $100 cards uh, from that one business. Or if you choose two businesses, I'll get you a $100 card from each of those businesses. Now, let's get the fine print out of the way. First and foremost, you do not need to buy or sell anything. You're going to be texting me, so there may be text charges on your, on your cell phone. Uh, you must be the fifth person to text me. Uh, you must include your full name, your email address, and of course your answer, which is either going to be March 2020 or March 2021. You are telling me which month we had more closings. Here's the kicker. I'm going to give you the answer in today's podcast. So this is pretty much the easiest trivia ever. Simply listen to the show, and at some point, we'll go over the numbers of last year's March 2020 and this year's March 2021, and I'm going to give you the answer. Then, all you need to do is be the fifth person, text me with your full name, your email, and the correct answer, March 2020 or March 2021, whichever was a stronger month. And by stronger, I mean the month we closed more real estate deals here in the Denver metro area. Before we get into the numbers between last year and this year, I just had another conversation pop up. And you know I love interjecting real-time, real-life, real estate situations into my podcast. This was specifically around FISBO, or a for sale by owner. But the same would apply for any number of these schemes out there where you either try to sell on your own with some sort of you know, measure of assistance, or perhaps even a sell-your-home-for-cash type scheme. You know, now, before I start this segment, let me be 100% clear. The numbers I use today are simply for purposes of examples. Real estate commissions are not set in stone, and the terms of your listing and or your purchase contract are all negotiable. I do not want to give the impression that any of these numbers are fixed or set in stone. They are not. Every deal is different, and every situation is different. So once again, the numbers I use today are for example purposes only. Let's say you own your own home and you feel pretty confident you can market the home on your own and not use the MLS. I mean, that is where the bulk of commissions come from, right? It costs money to be part of the MLS or the multiple listing service. And you need to be a licensed realtor or real estate professional to have access to this information firsthand. So you're gonna give it a shot as a FISBO or for sale by owner. So in this process, you speak to a few realtors and they tell you all pretty much the same thing. Their brokerage charges 6%. Again, just for example. So you figure your neighbors recently sold their homes for $450,000. The other one got $475,000. Your home's in a little bit better location. Your driveway faces south, so you get less snow buildup in the winters. And maybe your kitchen is a bit nicer. Whatever the case may be, you feel you can get $500,000. Now, keep in mind, your neighbors... The ones that sold at four fifty and four hundred seventy-five thousand, they both hired real estate professionals, so their homes were professionally presented. They had hundreds of postcards mailed out. They had a realtor who had substantial experience, and each had built up networks on social media where they blasted out their listing announcements. 
Not only do the news go to their extensive client database, but also their friends and friends of friends and coworkers. They had professional for sale signs in the yard. They did a live recording social media event to market the opening weekend launch. And they had a virtual tour available online. So they had professional photography. The realtors had both built up a list of vendors and they got the homes staged for a discounted price. And of course, they listed these homes in the largest pool of buyers where 90% of all homes in the Denver metro area are sold, which is through the MLS or the multiple listing service. So here you are, you're gonna try this on your own. After all, you wanna save that 6% commissions. I mean, that's $30,000, you're just gonna pocket. These other neighbors had to pay somewhere between 25 and 27,000. You're not gonna pay those fees, right? Well, first off, the signs, the open house signs, the for sale signs, you really can't have those made up for one home sale. I mean, you could, but why spend the 800 to $1,000 for signs you're only gonna use once? Then of course, those postcards. Sure, you could have the postcards made, but where do you buy your list to make sure you're hitting the right demographics? And speaking of demographics, what are the right demographics? Okay, so no professional signs, no mailing lists, no postcards, you have a great idea. You're gonna tell some folks at your church and ask your fellow parishioners to ask around, see if they can find that buyer who is willing to buy your home for $25,000 over the previous sale. You also found some national real estate advertising sites. And so you post your home on the FISBO section on those as well. Now here's the kicker. Just because you as a homeowner are willing to sell your home as a for sale by owner, you know, you want to save that 6% commission. Buyers do not have that same incentive because 90%, maybe even higher of buyers who hire a realtor to help them buy a home, they do not pay a dime in real estate commissions. They can choose any house available on the market, including thousands listed through the MLS, not just yours. And guess what? They don't pay money to their realtor, zilch. So buyers have an incentive to utilize a professional to guide them. The service is free for them and they get access to a whole network of professionals to help protect them. Whether that be home inspectors, radon, sewer line scopes, structural engineers, tax professionals, attorneys, etc. They do not need to go hunting for these folks. A buyer connects to a realtor and they also get access to all these professionals who most realtors have been in business for a while. They have all these professionals in their database and they have worked with them numerous times and they have solid reputations. Bottom line, buyers are going to have a realtor they are working with or they are going to want to get a realtor. Sure. They could go hire an attorney, but why? An attorney is not going to be as capable or have the right connections to help them through the process. They are not equipped to hold buyers' hands through all aspects of buying a home. Attorneys cost money, so why would a buyer go that route? They won't. The realtor is free for them. So even in this, if this FISBO finds a buyer at their church, that buyer will have a realtor. So 
2.8% of that 6% commission would likely be shared with whoever brings the buyer to the closing table. So the for sale by owner had to do their own marketing. They lost out on the largest pool of buyers by not having direct access to the MLS, again, where 90% of the homes are bought and sold, and they are now paying 2.8% towards their buyer's broker. They didn't know any stagers and felt their furniture was already wonderful. Hint, hint, personal furnishings are often too personal. There is an art to staging a home to be universal and have wide appeal. Now this Fizbo had to hire a photographer, or maybe worse yet, they walked around with their cell phones, snap pictures. They also had to pay for a virtual tour. These are a must in today's COVID environment. You must have a excellent virtual tour like Matterport. So 2.8% of 500,000 is $14,000. This leaves 3.2%, which is 16,000 which would normally go to the seller's broker. The connections to the services, the contacts, realtors carry what's called E&O insurance to help you in case your buyer or seller ends up in a lawsuit. You know, you don't have a relationship with a title company, or maybe you do. You're still gonna need an attorney to help you with contracts and all the required addendums, and even to know which addendums you need there'll be a few thousand dollars easily. Then remember the professional signs. Those are generally provided by the listing brokerage. Then the photography, the virtual tours, easily could be $500. Oh, and then the social media blitz, which a realtor has a following of people who are likely looking to buy or sell real estate. Your social media are your friends and family and coworkers who may or may not have any interest in real estate. You know, I could go on and on here, but I think you get my point. As soon as you tell anyone outside of your family, and perhaps even then, the buyer who ultimately buys your home will have a broker representing that buyer, and that broker's services is generally free to that buyer on any other house in the MLS. So they will hire their broker, which the selling brokerage normally shares a portion of their commissions with. So in this case, it's $14,000. Now, how does it feel knowing your buyer has a broker fighting for them who have a fiduciary duty to look after your buyer's best interests, not yours as the seller? Be honest with yourself. Did you really just save $16,000 in the sale of your home? The answer is a resounding no. You didn't even list your home on the MLS where 90% of all sellers and buyers and their brokers work from the largest database to find the right buyer who is willing to pay fair market value for your home. So you didn't save 2.8%, you didn't save 3.2%, in fact, you likely cut yourself off at the knees. You did not have professional guidance. You likely did not get fair market value for your home. I mean, how could you have possibly? You didn't even expose your home to the full market. Okay, I'll jump off my soapbox here. Bottom line, when you're selling your home, hire a professional. There are so many variables that when a realtor is guiding you, those variables are handled. 
and potential problems are avoided. If you're thinking of selling your home, give me a call. 720-688-5110. I will provide you with my 18 years of experience, my database, my contacts. I'll do my best to ensure the sale of your home goes as smoothly as possible. We'll spend time talking about some of the issues people are having, and I'll help you to avoid them. Okay, I know I went a little bit long today. Let's get these numbers from last March, compare them to this year's March, and let's wrap up today's show. So here goes. Last year, March 2020, amid the largest pandemic of the past 100 years or so, we sold 8,154 homes. In this past March of 2021, we sold a total of 8,431. That is a whopping 277 more deals put together this year over last year. That's pretty amazing. Even with our low inventory, we still sold more homes in March of 2021 by 277 deals. So here's your answer. Be the fifth person to text me right now. Your full name, your email address, and your answer, March of 2021. Okay, this is going to wrap up the episode today of the Denver Homes Market Report. I thank you for listening. This is Ricky Schoonover of Mode Denver Real Estate. Remember, if you have any real estate-related questions, I'm right here. Give me a call anytime, 720-688-5110. Thank you for listening to today's show, and please tune in next week.